Welcome to Intimate Moments Ministry Podcast, where we take you on a journey for a closer walk with Him, with your hosts, Landers and Brenda Hardy. I'm going to read a passage of scripture in Hebrews 11 and 1, and it, um, it says, Now faith brings our hopes into reality and becomes the foundation needed to acquire the things we long for. All right, that's just a more eloquent way of saying what I just said, (laughs) okay? That faith brings our hopes into reality and becomes a foundation needed to acquire the things that we long for. Are you longing for anything tonight? It is all the evidence required to prove what is still unseen. It is all the evidence required to prove what is still unseen. The meanings of the Hebrew word 11 verse 1 says this. It's about having confidence and hope. It is the promised word of God as revealed to you. It is taking God at his word, knowing that he is too faithful. He is too faithful to fail. And he will never go back on his Mm, promises mm. because he is not a man that he should lie. Can I get a witness somebody here? Amen. 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 I like like that part. I like that part in the the Passion Translation where it says, uh, now faith brings, now faith brings our hopes. What, what are we hoping for? We're, we're hoping for, you know, a better life. We're hoping for a successful future. We're hoping for, um, you know, health and uh, wellness in our bodies. We're hoping for wealth in our family. We're hoping for family restoration. We're hoping for all these things. It says now faith brings our hopes into reality. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're hoping for those things, but it's going to take faith to bring it to reality. So if we're, what we're hoping for, all, all, all it's telling us to do, just believe that what you're hoping for, you're going to get. Just easy as that. Come on. Just believe that what you're hoping for, that you're going to have a successful future, that you're going to pass your exams to finish and get your master's, mm-hmm. that you're going to, you know, whatever it is that you're hoping for, believe, and it'll happen for you. Mm. That's what it says. It says, now faith brings our hopes. And we know what I, you know, well, give us more definitions then of what faith is. Good. I'm going to go into the Greek word. The Greek word for faith uh, or is, uh, well, actually it's P-I-S-T-I-S, pistis. Okay. P-I-S-T-I-S. Okay. This is the Greek word for it. It's conviction. Okay. Conviction. Having a firm conviction. Remember I talked about mindset to believe something, to pray for something and not really believe it's for you. It's not going to make it possible for it to manifest in your life. So you can believe that God can, but not believe that God will. Ah, Say that again. Somebody need to hashtag that. Say that again. Yeah, all, all you, that right there. All that right there. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. You can. You can believe God can, but not believe God will for you. So it's extremely important to understand what, what are the things that made it 
make up your way of thinking, your mindset? Were you told that you weren't important? Were you told that you'll never be successful? Were you important that you'll never be enough? Were you told? Were you told? Okay. Mm -hmm. So if you were ever told these things, Mm -hmm. then sometimes they reside in your psyche. They reside in your mind. And so it necessarily does not come out in your mouth all the time, but it's there and it resonates in your mind. And because it does, when you're praying, you have doubt that he can, but he won't necessarily for you. He may do it for someone else Mm. because you've seen him do it for someone else. You know that he's a great God, but you feel that you're not worthy of receiving what he has. And that's a misnomer because that's the opposite of grace. See, it doesn't matter how and what we've done. Grace has already given it to us for us, and it's unmerited. And so when you get in renewed mind and know that it's not about who you are, but I like how you how you say it all the time, mm-hmm. but it's about whose you are. Mm-hmm. I got that from Sister Tracy. Okay. <laughs> it's not about who you are, but it's about whose you are. <laughs> and you belong to the Most High God. We belong to the Most High God. Amen. The definition, as I continue, is Conviction, confidence, Mm -hmm. trust, belief, reliance. I love that word. Trustworthiness in God. Now, I could have just said one of those and it would have been great. But let me expound. Conviction, confidence, trust, belief, reliance, trustworthiness in God and in all that he saved. Oh, my gosh. Right there. Remember earlier I said what Abraham. Abraham only had a word. He only had what God said. Yeah. God told him that he was going to be a father of many nations. Mm-hmm. And that was all Abraham had to have from God was his word. I did a teaching not too long ago about he's given us his word. He's given us his word, y'all. He's given us his word. Whatever promises is in his word, he's already said yes and amen too. That's what we got to hope for. We got to hope on this word. We hope that what God said in his word is for us. Yes. That's where renewing our mind comes into. You read it and, you know, whether you write your name in it, write next to it, change it, you know, and put it in Brenda. You know, you are the head and not the tail. Brenda, you are above and not beneath or whatever you want to do or however you want to do your scriptures. But you got to believe that word for yourself. And as you're hoping that those things that God has said about you is for you. Then your faith, your belief will grow and you will see the manifestation of that. Because you were hoping that this was for you, it's for you, you believe in it, and you receive it. And here's the thing. Where's your hope tank? Where's the needle at Mm. in your hope tank? Are you full of hope? And you just pegging all the way to the right? Or are you hopeless? 
and you almost on E. Mm. Have life put you in a hopeless situation? See, it's important to understand where you, where you are as far as hope and having faith. If, if the situations of life have gotten you to a place that you really feel like it's hopeless, then guess what? You can, you can change that. There's an answer. It's, it's not all bad. There's an answer. All we have to do is go to his word. If we want to see our tank, our, our hope tank get full, then all we have to do is go to his word. It's going to be the thing that's going to encourage you. Amen. It's not going to be your sister, brother, mom, dad, so, uh, uh, neighbors or, or enemies that's going to bring it to you. What's going to bring it to you is God's word. Because you know what? After everything else, you know his word does not fail. Yeah. People will fail you. You know what I'm saying? Your best friend will fail you. Even though they claim they're going to be there for you, they, they, when it comes down to the rubber meets the road, they'll disappear on you. When it gets too hard, too tough, they, they'll back away. They'll fall off. Okay? Your family, they have every intentions on being there for you, and they'll do all they can. But they'll fail because they're human. They can't be there. Life won't allow them to be there in every speak, seeking moment. Mm-mm. Okay? Even... In the worst of times. But guess who's going to always be there? Yes. The Almighty. And so go to his word because he's given you the promise. Yes. Okay. We can say some prolific things as humans. We can come up with some good colloquial hashtags and say, mm-hmm. but they don't mean it's true. They don't mean that they're real. They just sound good. Mm-hmm. The only thing that's real, the only thing that's worthwhile is hashtag Jesus. Okay. That's the only thing that's going to stand. All right. Let me go down a little further. Amen. The word says, as Brenda had read before, when we talk about conviction, confidence, trust, belief, reliance, trustworthiness in God and all that he says, it says, for I know the plans that I have for you. Mm. I know the plans that I have for you. Do you know the plans that God has for you? Yes, of course you do. You know how I know it? Because it's in his word. He says, declares the Lord. I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. So I speak and declare that over you right now. And here's what he has for you. Plans to prosper you. Anybody want to prosper? Okay, I got two hands, three hands. Does anybody want to prosper? Because that's God's plans for you. For you to prosper. Not to harm you. So even though you may be going through a difficult time, God's design, and don't let no one tell you otherwise, God did not put this on you. Mm-mm. Because God's word says not to harm you. So if you're feeling like you've harmed or you've been hurt or you're feeling uh, um, down and out, it's not God putting anything on you because his word says that his plan for you is to prosper and not to harm you. His plans is to give you hope. God's plans for us is to give us hope. To give us hope. Mm -hmm. And a hope for a future. Mm -hmm. Listen to me. A hope for a future. No matter where you are right now in your life, God still has a plan for your future. Mm -hmm. That means that it's not over yet. Amen. Hallelujah. They like to say it this way. So excuse me if I offend anybody, but it's not over until the fat lady saying it's not truth. 
The truth is, it's not over until God says it's over. Amen. That's when it's over. I don't care who's saying. Mm -hmm. <laughs> All right. Somebody understand what I'm saying. Amen. Well, I know our plans to fan for you. Not for disaster. Thank you for highlighting that for me. The plans for good and not for disaster. So if you're facing a disaster, you can't say that God must have had something else for me. No, God didn't plan that for you. Disaster came mm -hmm. and the word says he'll turn it around for your good. Ain't that right, mother? <laughs> he'll turn it around for your good. I'm going to stop right there. Take it away. I like that, um, that disaster part. Yeah. That's why I highlighted that for you. I like the different, I'm the type of person I like to read all the different translations and, and I see the same thing in there, but it's just certain words. Cause when he was reading it out of the new King James, it says not to harm you. But then in, uh, the L NLT, it says not for disaster. Mm. And I love what Pastor Hardy said. You know, I mean, disaster will come, but that doesn't mean that God sent it. The, the Bible tells us, and we, we got to remember the word, and, we, and, and that's why it's important to renew your mind to the word of God. Yes, we know that God is overall, overall in control of our lives, okay? But we are not puppets on a string. He's overall in control, but he's not doing this, you know? Mm -hmm. You know, he don't have us on these little sticks Mm -hmm. where he's pulling us this way and he's pulling us this way and he's pulling that that way. We're not puppets. He said, I put before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Then he even tells us, choose life. <laughs> he don't even tell you, you can choose life or you can choose death. You can choose blessing or you can choose cursing. He said, no, choose life. Then in John, which we are very familiar with that, John 10, 10. It says, the thief comes not, but to steal, yes. kill, and destroy. What did Jesus say? I am. I am the great I am, Yahweh. I am come that you might have life yes. and life more abundantly. So anytime you think of God, this is a lesson I want everybody to get. Think of life. Mm. That's what God is about. Mm. God came to give us life. Now in life, trouble comes. Yes. In life, death comes. Yeah. In life, accidents happen. In life, all these different things happen. But let's stop blaming God yes. for all these different things. These things happen, but it doesn't mean that he sent it. It doesn't mean that he is trying to teach us a lesson. It doesn't mean it was part of his plan. It happens. Things happen to people. Good things happen to people, but bad things happen also to good people. Yes. So none of us are exempt for those things happening. But we got to know where those things actually come from. And it doesn't mean that he is trying to tell us something. He is trying to teach us something. He is trying to make sure we get something out of it. Sometimes those things happen, but then out of it, because it has happened, yes, we should learn from it. We should try to figure out, okay, this has happened. I don't know why it happened, but it has happened. What, God, can I gain from this? 
What God can I learn from this? What God can I actually change in my life to make my life on a different course? So yes, we are to change our lives. We are to inquire. We are to find out what we can do. We are to make sure that we become better instead of bitter. Um, you know, those things happen and, uh, you know, it, it sometimes make people turn away from God. God don't want us to ever turn away from him when things happen to us. He wants us to come to him. He wants us to run to him. How do I know that? Soon as bad things start happening, as soon as Adam was in trouble, what's the first thing Adam did? Adam hid. Yes. Adam ran. Yes. God came back and said, Adam, where are you? That's what God wants to know. Where are we? Mm-hmm. And so when uh, things happen, God wants to know, where are you? I want you to show up with me so I can help you to get through this. And it's important for us to get that down in our inside because, we're, again, we're talking about the mindset. And what I've found over the years, the people come to you and they have talked and tell you in your head that it's God testing you. It's God, you know, calls this to happen for a reason. You know, so it's something you should get out of it. You got to understand that you can't allow people to speak these things into your life. We have to understand, quit allowing people to say these things to us because they get in our head. And if you think God is a God sitting there ready to punish you and keep teaching you a lesson, your mindset starts thinking that God is a brutal God and I am scared of God. And therefore, I I did this wrong. I did that wrong. I said this wrong. So God is not going to answer my prayer. Even though I'm praying it, I don't believe it. Mm-hmm. So don't allow people to speak these things into your life. That's not from the word of God, because where do you find it where God has did this to you? So I'm not going to keep accepting that from you. OK. Down to. OK, so fortunately for us, God offers us hope that is more sustaining mm-hmm. and certain deliberation. So let me go back uh, from the concentration camp. Let me go back and give you a story where this gentleman, uh, Victor, did a study of a concentration camp called Auschwitz. We all know about that in the the Jews. And so he did a study on people that was in captivity because he was one of them that was in captivity. Victor Frankl. Yeah. Okay. And what he found in it that all the people during that time, Mm-hmm. Uh, 1944, Christmas to New Year's 1945, they was hoping that they would get out by Christmas. All the people who believed in that fashion and didn't see it manifest, their life ran short because they lost hope. Mm. They lost hope that they had a future outside of the concentration camp. And because they lost hope, little by little, they start dying off. That tells you how important having hope is. For those who kept believing that one day they would, that they would see themselves being released, that they would see themselves getting out, they had a longer uh, opportunity for seeing themselves get out of the concentration camp. This is just an example of how important it is having hope is in our lives for success, to see things manifested in our lives. But again, this last statement I'm going to say here is fortunately for us, God offers us hope 
that is more sustaining and certain than being liberated from a concentration camp. Although it is related, how is your hope, quote, where is your hope level, your hope quotation? Mm-hmm. Okay, you need to look at that. I asked you that earlier. Are you on full or are you on empty? Mm-hmm. Do you have, are you full of hope? If a, anybody, a non-believer came to you and asked you about your life, would you describe a life full of hope? That's really the bottom line. Would you describe a life full of hope or would you describe a life that seemed hopeless? Even in the worst part of your life, even when the floods come in four feet high and take out all your furniture and all your equipment, even when you see some of the most disastrous thing happen in your life, even when the most loving person that you could ever think of is no longer with you, even when the job that you applied for falls through and you hoped with all things against all hope that you would get that job, no matter what you're facing and what you faced in the past, where are and what is your hope level? Mm. Mm. I want to leave you with that thought. That is something. And, and that's what we don't want to go into into the holiday season. We don't want to go into Thanksgiving. We don't want to go into Christmas. We don't want to go into the new year. Come on. Feeling hopeless. Yes. We've all gone through a lot of things. 2020, 2021, 2022. Um, whatever situations, whatever storms, whatever problems, whatever um, obstacles that we have faced from 2020 all the way up until now, we still, what we're still trying to tell you, we still got to be hopeful. We still got to believe that there is an end to the suffering. There is an end to the trouble. There is an end to the lack. There is an end to whatever it is you face it and you see. Well, we would just love to hear how you've enjoyed the program and what your thoughts are. So until next week, we pray God's blessing over you. We decree and declare prosperity, healing, and victory over your lives. In Jesus' name, amen.